Hey folks, before we dive into today's episode, we've got some exciting news for you. Mark your calendars for September 17th to 19th, 2024, because Bioport Atlantic is on the horizon. This marks the 23rd year of bringing together the brightest minds in the life sciences sector. This year's theme, Powered by Possibilities, promises to ignite inspiration and foster collaboration amongst attendees. Whether you are an entrepreneur, a researcher, an investor, or a student eager to dive into the world of life sciences, our conference offers something for everyone. Save the date, and for more details, visit lifesciencesnovascotia.ca slash bioportatlantic, or check the link in our show notes. Can't wait to see you at Bioport Atlantic 2024. Throughout this series, we've explored a wide range of problems that affect people across the globe, and in some cases, the globe itself. As a part of exploring and exposing these problems, we've met innovative founders, CEOs, scientists, and researchers who are making it their life's work to solve them. Hi, I'm Mark St. Ange. My name is Mike Dunbar. My name is Rafael Andrade. I'm Dr. James Robar. I'm Stephanie Colombo. Uh, my name is Hamid Hanafi. My name is Alex Dunphy. The diversity of these companies and the problems they solve are vast. But there's one very important thing that they all share in common that I'm sure you've picked up on. Nova Scotia. The Nova Scotia life science sector is full of life and it's brimming with potential for world-changing impact. And another thing that lies at the center of any vibrant business community is this question. Where's the money? From Life Sciences Nova Scotia and Snack Labs, welcome to New Wave, a podcast that explores the pioneers that are shaping the future of life sciences. Okay, finding investors, it is hard. And, it is, and I have done a lot of hard things. In episode five, we dug into the problem with the conventional way that bolus and immobilizers are made in radiation therapy for patients with cancer and how adaptive medical technologies is changing the game with 3D printing technology. We mentioned a name to you, Peter Hickey. And we said that Peter is prolific in the life science community in Nova Scotia. So who I am, uh, Peter Hickey, um, I'm involved in a number of different companies. So I guess if I was, say, title, it's, it's really, you know, founder and investor. Um, born and raised on Prince Edward Island. The prolific nature of Peter's involvement in life sciences companies is, like many interesting careers, a bit of an accident. So as a kid, I remember always, you know, I always wanted to be a lawyer. Um, I had teachers who said he's either going to be a lawyer or a politician. You know, my wife and I have an agreement that I will never enter politics. You know, that's sort of a, there's a lot of things that the wife of an entrepreneur can take. And she's like, that is, you know, that's the end point for us. And at the time I was doing sort of my plan was, was to, you know, be a corporate lawyer, right? Um, the, uh, you know, the main thing, you know, that was the Pretty Woman movie, you know, and Richard Gere was, you know, he had the corporate lawyers and they all seemed to make a lot of money and, you know, 
have nice cars and things like that. And I thought that is seems to be the way to go. Everything turned out good in the end for Richard Gere. Uh, anyway, I spent time with, with a lawyer and they put me with a lawyer who is a divorce law lawyer. Um, and so I spent like several days with this poor young associate who is dealing with couples divorcing and so forth. And I thought, what a terrible existence. Like, I don't care how much money there might be in this. Uh, I thought to myself, that's that's not for me. Uh, and I'll maybe kind of stick with the business side of things. So, Where does that begin? And how did you sort of find yourself? It sort of seems like the life sciences sector is your niche. Maybe that's my perspective because that's kind of like the lens through which I'm viewing all of this, yeah, but yeah. where does that all begin? Yeah. So it is funny how I ended up there because I was never, I was never, you know, science is anything, you know, high school courses, you know, that was, it took kind of the bare minimum, did not enjoy, enjoy them whenever I was doing them. But, um, the life sciences opportunity came really with the company that's now adaptive. It was brought to me because ultimately Adaptive, you know, was a software product. Um, and Doris Grant, uh, I believe, reached out to me, was was probably the first person. Uh, and she said, look, you know, your name's come up a few times. Would you take a look at this? And the first time I saw it, I thought, guys, this is not for me. Like, this is a, you know, you're talking about medical device, you know, FDA, all of those particular areas. And I said, that's, you know, I said, I'm really kind of more of an enterprise guy. But... You know, I can, took it home, asked my wife about it. She's she's in the oncology side of things for the OR. It took me an embarrassing long time to actually go through this paper and say, okay, I think I understand what it was, you know, what it what it is and what it does. And I hummed and hawed about it for a long time, um, you know, to the point that they were kind of like, are you going to do this, you know, or do we need to find somebody else? Um, and... Um, I said, yeah, I said at dinner table, I don't think I'm going to do this. You know, I don't think I'm the right guy. Frankly, I felt it was too important and I didn't want to screw it up because I didn't have any experience in that particular area. And, and Liam, you know, looked at me with big, you know, beautiful eyes and said, uh, you know, but what if mom gets cancer and you didn't do anything about it? And I was like, literally like, God damn it. I guess I'll be the CEO of this company. And so Peter's involvement in the life sciences sector began with adaptive he co-founded the company and served as CEO for the first five years. He is the co-founder and director of IR Scientific, a dental science company focused on innovative and environmental solutions in oral care. He co-founded Illumix, which provides data analytics solutions to help lab researchers accelerate scientific discoveries. And finally, Peter is the founder of SUMS, and SUMS is the heartbeat of this episode. Throughout this series, we focus deeply on the human stories and the fascinating science that could change the lives of millions. But underneath it all is a business that can't only rely on good ideas. To get from a good idea to a solution that is out there in the world, helping people solve problems, you need a few key things. First, you need to be able to convey your good idea to investors. Second, you need to be connected with investors that will listen to your idea. Third, and arguably the most challenging for many brilliant scientific minds who commercialize their discoveries, they need to establish a corporate structure that allows them to communicate with investors, instilling trust and confidence, which will ultimately lead to more investment. It's like an invisible foundation that many founders don't even know needs to be built in order to sow the seeds of success. You know, I think it's always a little more complicated than just just, you know, money, 
right? If that was the case, you know, any company that was well capitalized should should essentially succeed, right? And and we see tons of companies burn through piles of cash and never get there. For me, whenever I look at at companies, particularly in this in this region, there's always been the complaint of there's not enough money available. And that's an area that that can be solved. But the problem is is a little bit more complex than that, that it is the lack of of money and good operators. With the brilliance of science and so forth, don't get me wrong, um, but many science, scientists approach business as sort of an academic exercise that allows them to you know, continue to experiment and refine and, you know, and there's a number of companies in this region, you know, that, that have suffered from that. The idea that we'll get there when we get there. These are some of the problems that SUMS is helping solve. Let's lay it out on two main tracks so we can really dig into how SUMS is helping to catalyze and accelerate the life sciences sector in Nova Scotia. Number one, galvanize the angel investor community otherwise known as investors who invest in early stage companies. There are regulations in place that define who can and who can't invest in early stage. Someone who can is called an accredited investor. And the population that meets the requirements of being an accredited investor is big. There is, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, 10% of households in North America are uh, accredited, you know, um, and, and it's a relatively low bar when you think about it that, you know, 10% of households in America either have a million dollars net worth, um, you know, or, you know, they make 200 grand a year, you know, as a household. So, so in those, those cases, you know, that particular group though, that 10% controls about $73 trillion in wealth, right? So when you talk about, you know, where is the money? It's spread around, you know, to kind of 10% of, of North America. But when you look at investing, you know, of those investors, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, there was a stat that was out that said uh, that, that in the U.S. there was roughly three to 400,000 different investments made in early stage companies by private investors. That number you know, realistically could have been as high as four to five million, right? Based on, you know, some of the stats that are out there. So early stage investors, angel investors, as they call them, right? You know, there's not enough of them, you know, and, and but tons of people qualify and people want the bigger returns. So it's how do you build, you know, how do you build on that? The idea that, hey, we have a big pot of high net worth people who are looking for better returns, who in many cases want to actually make that investment, but they don't know where to start. You know, I found myself in many cases answering questions, you know, from very smart people saying, what questions should I be asking, right, of this company? Something that jumps to many minds when thinking about investing in an early stage company is risk. And that makes sense. And I became the guy that say, Peter, what could go wrong, right? And I'd always usually answer and say, well, just about everything, right? But here's, here are the things that you want to kind of look at, you know, like, are you interested in this technology? Do you see a need? How do we create, you know, a, a lot, you know, of say multimillionaires as opposed to a few billionaires, right? For a moment, let me bring you back to episode two, where we profiled Hamid Hanafi's company, Novaresp. In that episode, we spoke to Dr. Neil Smith, we spoke with Neil because he's an ENT surgeon and he's the go-to resource to talk about the medical side of sleep apnea. 
Something we didn't mention was that Neil Smith has had one of, if not the most successful business exits in Atlantic Canada's history. He founded, built, and sold the Snore Shop. You know, they, they say a lot of times a, a doctor, you know, doesn't make a very good business person. And, and Neil, you know, ENT surgeon, he's a tremendous business person. And throughout the years, Peter and Neil developed a friendship, along with a shared love, which would ultimately lay the foundation for sums of learning, investing, launching, and helping grow life science companies. So I was introduced to the idea of sums by Peter Hickey. Peter and I have been friends and neighbors for many years. Um, as a result of that friendship, several years ago, he came to me and said he was the co-founder of a, biz, a, a new startup um, in the area of radiation oncology, and the company's name is Adaptive. This was an idea that was presented to me by Peter, and I really liked it, and it made a lot of sense. But like many startups, they needed some money to, to start this process. So he came to me and said, you know, how do you think we could raise some money? And I said, well, I have several physician friends who would understand this technology and the value of this technology. So we set up the first of what's become a regular event called the Investment Club. And the first one was uh, held at my cottage out in Fall River. And I had several friends that came out and listened to a presentation about this new technology. And indeed, many of them invested in this and they raised a significant amount of money to start um, this new company. And Subsequent to that, uh, other companies had heard about this and came to me and said, I'd like to present my company to your investment club. And through that, it, it grew organically over the last four years now. And um, through this investment club, the best guess is early startups have raised somewhere between 7 and $10 million to get their companies off the ground and something that I'm incredibly proud of. And this brings us, very importantly, to number two. And what I see as the crucial value that Peter, Neil, and Sums bring to the life science ecosystem. It's one thing to galvanize individuals to put their money to work in a way that will help catalyze a sector. And no small thing, I might add. But how do you help create an environment where those investors can build trust and confidence in the investments that they've made in private companies? Private companies are not beholden to the same regulations as public ones. And for that reason, it can often be a challenge as an investor to feel like you're being kept in the loop and staying current on the company's performance, aka how your investment is doing. Well, there are many regulations to which a public company is held accountable for because it allows for a more open and honest dynamic between company and investor. So while private companies may not be required by law to develop structures and practices like quarterly financial reporting, for example, there are many things that private companies can do to make it easier for investors to think and to feel more secure about their investments, which can enhance their willingness to make further investments or help further galvanize more investors through a networking effect. This type of aid in helping companies develop corporate structure is something that SUMS does that allows for a continuous positive feedback loop in the investing ecosystem in Nova Scotia. You know, starting companies are, is easy, right? Scaling them is, is, is really difficult. Um, Neil understood, you know, the systems that need to be placed in, 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 from, a, from a scale perspective. So because he understood it for his own business, Resolute, which was, you know, one of the biggest exits in our region of a life sciences company ever. Um, 
you know, he can actually then, you know, he's a, he's a big fan of, of seeing it in other early stage companies. Peter said, came to me and said, you know, I think that there's a real opportunity to provide a platform that allows people to look at their investments, but can also help some of these startups when it comes to things like reporting to their shareholders, uh, setting up a board, um, making sure that their financial reporting is, is correct for their shareholders, and really provide some support around proper corporate governance to make sure that companies are keeping their, their investors informed and they're following the right path as they develop these companies. And that's really important because when we look at many of these companies that have started, particularly in the medical space, they've been started by people who perhaps don't have a business background, but just have a really good idea. And so sometimes many of these founders, they don't recognize what needs to be done. And uh, I believe SUMS will provide an excellent platform to allow companies to make sure that they're keeping their investors informed and following proper corporate governance while providing for the shareholder uh, a view of their investment and what's happening with that investment. And the piece to bring it all together is something that SUMS is working on right now, a web platform that will allow investors to see the performance of their private investments and the plethora of company details that come with it, much like how someone can see their public ones. So originally it started with sort of a, a local piece and our investors have expanded out uh, in the group, but it's about giving them a platform that brings all that investment you know, network together, right, in a single place that actually showcases companies and actually in a way that investors, you know, can be more engaged. The other thing that sums hopefully will be able to do as we move forward is provide opportunities for a secondary market. So I as an investor may invest in an early stage company and I may have a different risk tolerance than the next person say, I really like this idea. I want to get in early. But after three or four years, the company may be hitting milestones, but an exit is not on the horizon maybe for several years. And I potentially don't get my investment plus any um, any uh, increase in the value of that until the company itself has had an exit because it's a private company. It's not like I can trade stock in it, sell stock as you would with a publicly listed company. And what a secondary platform could allow to happen is someone else may look at the company and go, wow, they've really hit these milestones and maybe they're going a little bit slower than expected or maybe they're not, but but they're hitting these milestones and the company's growing and this now has a clear path to an exit. And that exit may be five years down the road, but I'm more comfortable getting into a company now that they've made this progress. This platform hopefully will allow for that you know, selling and buying of, of stock in a company without it being a publicly traded company and without there necessarily having to be an exit and some liquidity event on the horizon. Investment and confidence in an investment, the ability to understand it, is the linchpin of any business, any sector, or any industry. Peter Hickey has been helping build this confidence and understanding in the life sciences sector for years. Only now, he's formalizing it with sums. The proof of concept is right there in Peter's experience and success. 
Think of SUMS as putting concrete infrastructure around the grassroots approach that has shown its value across the countless incredible life sciences companies that are emerging out of Nova Scotia, some of which you already know intimately. It probably won't surprise you, given Peter's tight connection with the sector, that he sits on the board of Life Sciences Nova Scotia. Life Sciences Nova Scotia is the organization that makes this series possible. They're at the forefront of supporting life science companies and the vision of scientists and researchers to bring their ideas to market for the benefit of the world. Why should people invest in life sciences? It is a, you know, obviously a massive market. It's an important market, you know, but I, I do see in our region right now where you're starting to see the stakeholders begin to say, hey, like, let's stop trying to be the group with all the answers. Let's leverage what other people are doing. Let's work together to see if we can make this a better place. And that is what really the leadership team now at Life Sciences Nova Scotia, Doris and Sean are doing a tremendous job of, right? Is that they're saying, we're not gonna do all of this. They were smart. They have a relatively small team. You know, they said, we're gonna leverage what other people are doing and say, you guys have that, we'll support you, we'll do this. And it's, you're starting to see the region actually, in my opinion, work together for the first time in a long time. Life Sciences Nova Scotia is headed in a bold new direction. Their mandate? Amplify your ambition. They are steadfast in their mission to support more companies to start, build, thrive, and stay right here in Nova Scotia, paving the way for more innovation, more investment, more community and collaboration. And the side effect of all of that? Well, just about the grandest and greatest of them all a better world. From all of us at Snack Labs and the incredible team at Life Sciences Nova Scotia, thank you for joining us and taking a front row seat to see the rising tide as it lifts all boats. A new wave in science and innovation is swelling on the shores of Nova Scotia. Don't blink or you might miss it. New Wave is a Life Sciences Nova Scotia podcast, and it's produced by Snack Labs. It's written and hosted by me, Taylor McGilvery, and it's edited by Brian Stever, Jeremy Saunders, and me. Sound design and engineering by Donovan Morgan. Special thanks to the team at Life Sciences Nova Scotia, Sean Awalt, Doris Grant, Carrie Manette, Kira McGlinchey, and Lorianne Coring, And to our guests. <laughs>